Hello, George Hallford, Local Matters. Uh, interesting people in our region who who every day contribute to the fabric of our community and leaders and make a difference. I am so excited about 2024. I, I almost said 2004. I go, when you're my age, you live in the past, Michael. But uh, no, we're going to live today, past, present, and future. And I, we're so excited. Uh, I made a, I made a, one of my New Year's resolutions is to uh, be positive. Look for the good, as Alex Haley said, and praise it. And uh, I'm hoping I can stick to that. But very happy today to have uh, Michael Akins, Dr. Michael Akins, since I first met him, the director for Tennessee Tech University. Uh, and let me get make sure I get this right. Ten- Tennessee Tech Center for Rural Innovation. That's correct. So we're going to spend um, some time here with Michael, and I'm I'm very excited. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And uh, this isn't your first rodeo. Nope. You've done both sides of this. I and, uh, indeed I can, have. I'm still learning. I'm a rookie on this other side. Uh, as we as we talked about off air, this show is about you. It's about people. It's about stories and passion and what made you. So the old thing, I think Billy Graham did this years ago in every major religion. Who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? So why am I going? That's that's a fourth one. So right now, let's start with who are you? Let's start at birth. All right. And let's go and don't spend all day in high school, but let's uh, talk about you growing up, your formative years, your family. What what's what got you where you are today? Yeah, right. sure. So, um, well, taking it back to 1980, I was born, and uh, I was born and raised in a little town called Riceville, Tennessee, which what? is just oh. outside of Athens, Tennessee. I know right where it is. Yep. Yeah, about an hour and a half, two hours from here, so not too terribly far, and that's actually where my mother still lives today. Um so I was uh, born and raised, you know, went to elementary school, Riceville Elementary, went over to Athens Junior High School, yeah. uh, got labeled as a traitor by all the <laughs> Ricevillians because, see, Riceville was a K-8 through school. Oh, I did But I left in seventh grade to go to Athens Junior High, so I was therefore Ooh, a traitor, you, did. you see. <laughs> and uh, one of the best decisions I ever made um, yeah. because those days uh, really were my formative days. Um, you know, it took me out. Nothing wrong against Oh, it's Riceville Elementary sure. School, of course. Sure. But, uh, you know, when I was able to go to Athens Junior High, I met uh, what would become, you know, uh, my friend base for a very long time. And still many of, of them uh, great, very much. Great are. area. Oh, great yeah. Area. Great area. Love it. And uh, so I did that, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, and then went over to uh, uh, McMinn County High School. So I'm a McMinn County High Mac School Man Cherokee. County. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, high school was uh, w- was a lot of fun. Uh, I really, really enjoyed my my high school upbringing. Um, you know, in high school, you know, obviously, you know, the things that everybody goes through in high school. You learn how to drive. You get oh, yeah. that freedom and independence and all that. But uh, you know, what re- high school really brought to me was my sense of entrepreneurship. Yeah, and so sure. you know, when I was in, um, well, I guess pretty much in junior high, but really in in high school, I was always looking to make a buck. How could I make money, right? Because wow, my parents okay. said, so you, well, they would give me a little bit of allowance for, you know, school lunches and all that, you know, normal stuff. But they were like, well, if you want to buy something, you know, you, you want to pay for something, you got you to <laughs> earn the money yourself. So, so I figured great. out, well, you know what, I'll mow lawns. And so I mowed mm-hmm. lawns and then I would uh, uh, clean gutters. And uh, I even got into into making jewelry. 
Um, so I would make my own. Uh, it's called macrame. So it's kind of okay. like it's kind of yeah, like clay. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. you know, at the time, uh, hemp necklaces were were the big yeah. rage. Yeah. And so I'd make yeah. the macrame beads, and I'd, I figured out how to. I uh, read a few books and my mom got me and learned how to do all these different knots and stuff. And I'd sell the necklaces for like 20 bucks a pop, which, you know, mid nineties, $20 is pretty good shot. It's pretty good. <laughs> especially when you're literally paying pennies for, you know, you can get a roll of hemp for, you know, hemp cord for, I don't know, like five bucks or something like that. And, uh, the macrame and all that cost another 10, $20. So I figured out very quickly that I did enjoy, uh, I guess what we would call then working for myself, finding my own mm-hmm. way. Um, and I was also raised by entrepreneurs as well. So my father um, was was employed at, at various places, but um, his his mother, my my step grandmother, she owned the local uh, uh, movie rental place. Wow! Yeah, okay. and this was before the blockbuster days. Yeah, this is really when yeah. it was a oh yeah a movie rental. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I would, in addition to my my pursuits of mowing lawns and all that, I would I would work at the movie rental store, and so I got to personally see how my grandmother was an entrepreneur. I yeah, mean, how she did, you know, how she did it, and uh, and that really you know spoke to me a lot, and I thought that was pretty cool. So. Um, you know, high school was great, like I said, and then uh, uh, I went to my undergraduate at Appalachian State University, A- sure, in APSU in Boone, North Carolina. Great, beautiful, area. beautiful too. area, and interestingly enough, it was the one and only school that I applied to. Like I had no doubts in my mind That's where I you was, were going. I was going to Appalachian State, and that was it. Um, you know, at the time. Uh, for our high school, where we were located, it was it was going to be UTK, you know, University oh, sure. of Tennessee Knoxville, yeah. which is a great school. My wife great went school. there, uh, yeah. no problems with yeah. with UT. But um, I at the time did not want it to be high school two point or at least that's the way that I perceived it. As all my friends were going there, oh yeah, it was I, just to continue. It's yeah. uh, new, nothing. Yeah, well, it's new, but not what it's what it's an hour away. Yeah. I wanted something completely different, so I wanted to find somewhere that was you know had a, I, I really enjoy outdoor activities. I like to mount mountain bike, kayak, um, you know, all of that stuff. And Appalachian State offered that. And they also had a really good business school. Um, At the time, I actually thought that I was going to be a psychologist. So I enrolled in the psychology degree. Well, I appreciate that because I can, you know, I always thought, well, I can sit and talk to people and, you know, they tell me my problems and I can analyze. and to a degree amateurs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got there and about halfway through my first semester, I realized i hate this. <laughs> I hate psychology. Okay. I, it's not what I thought it was. And again, I've got psychology uh, majors that work for us right now. I'm sponsoring oh, sure. one as a uh, sure. uh, as one of our graduate assistants, but it just wasn't for me. So, you know, I took a few more classes and kind of bounced around and then finally figured out, made the connection that I was like, well, you know, I did all this entrepreneurial stuff in high school, maybe businesses for me. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, but before that even ever happened, I actually started two businesses in college, so wow. I've, I've always enjoyed playing around with Photoshop, and I started doing that in uh, uh, in high school. And I would make posters for uh, uh, some of my friends had a band, and so I would yeah. make posters and flyers for their you know uh, for them playing at various places around the region. Um, and then so I actually started a, a graphic design company uh, that would do the same thing in college. So I would make – there were a lot of music events uh, in wow. Boone and, and the surrounding you areas. You know, Michael, I've, uh, I told you all fair right on every <laughs> guest I've had, I learned something new that yeah. I didn't know. And I didn't know that. Yep. We're here with Mike Akins, uh, Tennessee Tech, Dr. Akins, and a lot of more is coming on. Let's keep going. Yeah, so um, – 
Yeah, so I like I said, I would uh, I would make you know designs and posters and things for print for for local area bands and events and all kinds of things like that. And then, like I said just a moment ago, there's a lot of you know music events in North Carolina. But what I realized is that there was nothing in the way of electronic music. And back then, electronic music was really just first coming out. Right? It's you not were on the what it was edge now. Edge of it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's called EDM now. Uh, you know, electronic dance music or whatever. It didn't really have a name back then. Well, I guess it had various genre names, but. Anyhow, I, I really enjoyed electronic music and, and thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we did, you know, some electronic music here in Boone? So I started another company and I started flying DJs. Wow. Yeah, I started flying DJs from around the world, from Germany, Fra- Paris, France, California, <laughs> New York, all, literally all over the world. I would fly them into the Greensboro or the Charlotte airport, um, book them at a local venue, uh, already knew how to do the design, so I'd made all the Man. flyers and everything and uh, bought a sound system with the profits and uh, uh, made a lot of money, lost even more money and learned <laughs> a lot over the way. But uh, it was really cool. We did, um, I don't know, probably upwards of about 50 events uh, the five and a half years. But, you know, there. what a great setting. Mm-hmm. Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. I spent some time in Charlotte and, yeah. uh, and that whole area, the, the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, mm-hmm. Boone. I mean, you are in a great setting, oh, yeah. but then, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment. Mm-hmm. You're right where the we're in the entrepreneurial yep. mecca yep. for this whole part of the country. Yeah. And uh, we're we're going to talk a minute how you discovered uh, that, and well, we can get started on well, that. And this is that, probably that, a good segue to that. You know, yeah, I yeah. you know finishing up my the who I am, I guess. You yes, know, so I started yeah. these two businesses. I was doing the entrepreneurial thing in, in college, and then right around that time, I decided, well, let me try some business classes because I really had no idea yeah, what I, I wanted to do, and I, I still didn't really even see myself as an entrepreneur. I was just doing things that I what, wanted to do. You didn't know you were one. I wanted to make a little <laughs> bit of money. I wanted <clears throat> to bring cool stuff to boom. And you doing what you liked. Yeah, and, and I was and... doing what I liked and loved. Learned how to DJ. So wow. I would, you know, I, I I I would figure out how to lower costs. It's like, well, my I, I DJ. I taught my friend how to DJ, so we don't have to pay himself. So anyhow, the point being is is that uh, I took a few business classes and then. Um, I had marketing 101 and accounting 101, and the light bulb went came off, on. Man. It was like, oh, there's words for what I'm already doing, right? So this whole accounting thing, I'm already having to do that. The marketing, I've been doing that through the graphic design. Then it clicked, and I was like, oh, this is what oh, that's man. all about. Uh, and then so I, I switched to marketing degree. Um, graduated with close to a 4.0 in that. And, uh, oh my gosh. and then I, I came home back home to Athens, Tennessee. I got a call from some friends who had, uh, uh culinary degrees and they'd started a bakery in Athens <laughs> and they said, uh, they called me up and they said, well, we've heard you got a, a business degree. And I said, yeah. And, uh, they said, well, we have absolutely no how to, idea how to run this oh, business. Sure. Most... Can you come do this for us? And, and so I ran in front of the house and I managed it. And uh, in the next segment, we'll talk about kind of how that transferred to where I'm at now. Before we leave this segment, I'm going to do something that's going to help you in domestic tranquility. Tell us a little bit about your wife. You said Tennessee. Uh, you yep. said UT. Talk talk about that a little bit. Children? Uh, do you have? Ch- yeah, yeah. So we so uh, give me, we we were going there, and then we got somewhere else. Gotcha. Yeah. So my wife, uh, we got married just a little bit over a year ago. Uh, okay. We've been together for uh, almost six years now. Her name is Dr. Katie Akins, uh, formerly Williams. Yeah. And so she is the Dean of Students and AVP of Student Affairs at oh, Tennessee man. Tech. Terrific, yeah. terrific, terrific. See, already I've, I, I did not know any, hardly any of yeah. that. So 
Okay, I'm here with Michael Akins, the uh, director of the uh, entrepreneurial group at Tennessee Tech, and uh, be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back. Local Matters, uh, George Halford, your host with uh, a, a good friend a lo- of long standing now, long Michael. Uh, uh, Dr. Michael Akins, uh, the director at over Tennessee Tech and uh, some exciting things and entrepreneurs and uh, amazing what is going on. That's where we're going now. I, I was talking to you off air. You know, it, 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 what I used to think, I used to think everybody knew what the chamber was and what we did. Right. And who the average person so would have no no real need to know beyond a certain point. Right. Same with Tennessee Tech. We yep. have this wonderful technological university that is just doing great things. It you might know Doctor Oldham and mm-hmm. the, the dean of this school, but to really talk about what you do and what your area does, because mm-hmm. I was involved with you years ago in the early stages. Long time ago. So let's just, I'm going to turn, I'm going to be quiet. That's okay. so hard to do, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I and I understand. want you just to talk about what you're doing, what, sure. where where you came from, we mm-hmm. virtual, all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's, let's just go right. with that, Mike. Well, for a real brief history at, at Tennessee Tech, so before we went to break, I was talking about how I ran a bakery. Yeah. Um, right after Let's I graduated okay. college. So I did that for about two years and then realized, you know, this is great, but I'm ready to to really utilize my marketing degree. And I just so happened to my, my parents subscribed to the Knoxville News Sentinel. And so at the time, the Internet wasn't what it was. Oh, so sure. I was looking in the paper for, you know, for ads for, for jobs. And I saw one ad and it was only run that one time in the Sunday paper. Um for Tennessee Tech Business Media Center, they needed a, a, a research coordinator oh or something gosh. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were at the time they were required to advertise in a certain amount of markets. They only had to do Knoxville once, and I saw that ad, and I sent in my portfolio and resume. Uh, Kevin Liska, oh gosh, yeah, that's the name. <laughs> Kevin, I know. yep, Kevin Liska uh, called me up, uh, invited me to an interview. Came up here, interviewed uh, the last week of October in 2005. He called me the next day and said, well, look, we were actually hiring for an internal position, but I'm going to create a special position for you. Can you start on Monday? This was Wednesday. He said, can you start on Monday? I said, yeah, I can do that, no problem. So I came back to Cookville, found an apartment, started on uh, November 2nd, 2005. And I've been here ever since. And and what what he hired me to do 
was to come and do what we'll call economic development. Yeah, right? yeah, that's how we so, were with you. Yeah, we were going to start the the world's first uh, virtual incubator. Turns out that was a little bit before its time. I, I, um, I remember that. But the whole idea was let's work with let's work with small businesses, work with entrepreneurs, and provide them the training to either start their business or grow their business. Well, that didn't really work out at the time. But what we were also doing is we were making CD-ROMs and videos to help promote uh, communities and counties. So we mm-hmm. work with like McMinnville yeah. uh, to bring yeah. in and attract more retirees and bring in more small businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So that was pretty cool stuff. Then we got involved in, uh, or at the time we were also involved with um, with marketing uh, uh, Tennessee's first online degrees through the Tennessee Board of Regents. I remember that. And so through that, there was also entrepreneurial training and, and economic development principles. So all of that said, it just really became a snowball. It evolved. Yeah, it evolved. It evolved. But I mean, someone yeah. had to be there, yep. a group to, to see, the, see right. the to see the future. Yep, yep, exactly. And, and, and uh, Kevin uh, saw the future. If I put a quick uh, commercial in for the sure. person upstairs, this, yeah. looking back, this was all providential. Oh, yeah, of course it was. You're, you're where you should yeah, be. Where exactly God where is I using be. you in a masterful and Tennessee. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, so, you know, moving forward, just to go through it quickly, I mean, there was always economic development and entrepreneurial, uh, you know, aspirations and everything that we did. So we, you know, we, uh, the business media center, we outgrew the college of business. We built the iCube, I remember uh, over that. At, which is our innovation facility over in the library. And we continued to have outreach to, to entrepreneurs and do economic development and I did that. Uh, I was with them through um, 2017. Yeah, I retired in 2020. So yep. somewhere. Yeah. But but you are you were doing contracts. Yeah. With, yeah. And uh, that's, the museum, uh, the, uh, the aquarium, the aquarium in and, and somewhere in Indiana. You yeah. You were already oh, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Yeah. We did and all kind. Of, well, what's the interesting about the IQ, and this is still true to today. Every single thing that they do up there is 100% contracts or grants. So everything that they they have about three million dollars in oh, in uh, in a budget every year, it's 100% self funded. So you go up there, every student that's paid, every full time worker, every piece wow. of equipment, it's all come from hustle. And and so we too were entrepreneurial. But an example you know? of Tennessee's premier technological mm-hmm. university was on the absolute cutting yeah. edge of this. Yeah, very much, and, and still very much so. Um, and the state recognizes you. What, yeah, you've had statewide yep. programs, the yep. TDOT program. The TDOT programs were in uh, with uh, uh, opioid abuse. We're into uh, uh, Tennessee Highway uh, Traffic Safety, Safety Office. Otter, uh, the you know, Otter. Yeah, the Ollie Otter, Otter. and uh, reducing t- <laughs> uh, teen crashes. And so we we just we wanted to save lives, and we wanted to help our region and our state and our nation. And, and we very much did that, and still very much do that. Um, around 2017. I had a great opportunity. Uh, I had written a grant, uh, an economic development administration grant to their university center program to establish what we would then call the Center for Rural Innovation. Yes. We subsequently won that award, and so I actually left. That was the birth of? That was the birth of where I'm at right now. Wow. And that was in 2017, and uh, so I left the iCube and then became an Office of Research and Economic Development employee and basically – fulfilled the and economic development part of that office and you know we were talking off air traditionally if you had a a chamber of commerce mm-hmm. or an agent or anybody but you'd go if you had something you might go to the engineering school right you'd go you had great work going on but it was mm-hmm. very uh disparate 
Yeah, fra- fragment is not this too cruel a word, right. but it was not. Right. Uni- now right. you've got one stop shop. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. For the university and, yeah, for, and all yeah. of its moving. Yeah. That is that is not a small feat. No, it's it's <clears throat> it's not. And that's you know we we anecdotally refer to the Center for Rural Innovation as the front door of, uni- it is. of the university. Yeah. Because I mean, how do you call up a university and ask them to do something? Well, you can call me, and I will put if if the Center for Rural Innovation is not appropriate for it, I can put you in contact with engineering or business you can or do nursing or yeah. whoever. And uh, so we started this, or I started the center, uh, hired one one employee, Andrea Kruska. Yeah. And we set out with a mission to help small businesses and entrepreneurs. And so we started out in Clay County and, and of course, Putnam County too, but we wanted to have a focus on our distressed counties. And uh, so what we did is we built a student internship program. So with the grant funding- Man. We work with the businesses, and we still very much do this to this day. So we'll we'll, we'll find out what does what does a small business need. So they need like a website, product photography, social media plan, whatever it may be. We then go find students that have those skill sets. We pay the students fifteen to seventeen dollars per hour, wow. and uh, we're able to uh, to put a little bit of money in a college student's pocket for doing that work, which is great. But more importantly. We're providing them with real world career ready experience that's going to differentiate oh. them out in the out when they're trying to get a job. Yeah. They're going to have that experience. You know, if you think about it, small business entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. somebody's got an idea, and somebody might be a visionary but doesn't have a clue about how to run a business right. or or whatever, or or is a bit or has something, and so. Uh, a small business person absolutely has to be multi-skilled, yep. multi-talented. Yep. And you're providing that. Yes, yes, we we very right. much are, and our, our one of our goals is to increase the resiliency uh, and sustainability of the businesses within the region, and therefore the the sustainability and and viability of our region. And now that's actually permeated throughout the rural areas of our state. You know, we've got just a few seconds in this segment, but I remember a study I saw years ago. A university and a military post are very threatening to people. I mean, they can just, be. You got mm-hmm. So we're coming. We're going to come right back. Okay. I'm out of time for this segment. George Hofford <laughs> and uh, Michael Akins, welcome back. Um, final segment uh, here with Michael. I almost called you Michael Detwaller. We're talking Alsasia. Senior citizens have tough tough times with uh, name record name quick. You know, quick recall. Um, uh, Michael Akins, Dr. Michael Akins, the director, I'm going to get this right, of TTU Center for Rural Innovation. That's right. Huge program that is making a huge difference that I knew a little bit about it. I'm yeah. supposed to know a lot about it. So, yeah. you know, that, that it, it's, it's great. So why don't we pick up and let's talk, let's carry on, but sure. then – then let's transition to where you see the future. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy where to. Where are we going with all this? We're just really getting started. Yeah, really just scratching the surface. So, so where we left off before the break, uh, I talked about, you know, we I hired a person, Andrew Kruska, and we wanted to help small businesses. We very much do that. Fast forward to today, we've helped over 600 small businesses oh, in the region. Oh, for no cost whatsoever. That's one of the big things is is we don't – the businesses don't pay for anything. We utilize grant and that's state just, funding to pay our students to do that. Um, then we started to really grow. Uh, we realized very soon after that um, not only could we help small businesses, how can we help more – together. And so we started working with Chambers of Commerce. So of course we worked with you all uh, at the chamber. We worked with all the 14 Chambers of Commerce here in the Upper Cumberland. And um, what we realized out of that is is that um, we can help with tourism. So we started building rural Huge. tourism brands. Huge. 
and now we have formally partnered uh, two years ago we formally partnered with the state department of tourist development who has a, a rural tourism program and you are working with communities all over the all state. across the Man. state as long as there we think that there's about 76 rural counties in the state and so we look at all 76 of those rural counties we work with the state department uh, with an enhanced focus on distressed and at-risk counties and we go into those counties literally from bolivar to mountain city i love that and we go in and we help them create brands so we, we build the assets for their for their tourism marketing that's and, a big personal thing with me it's in what i've done my in my so-called career what mm-hmm. i did uh it's branding it's marketing yeah. it's no yep. different than small bit companies yeah it's the exact same thing you know and so you right now what you're doing we'll talk about mm-hmm. probably monterey and baxter mm-hmm. and yep. the, uh, the metal metal lake is that it it's the lake in monterey that's right. going to be huge yeah, it's already it's, it huge. is going to be huge and I, i'm i know a little bit about it so let's yeah, yeah let's go right on yeah so we um so we helped uh develop brands we started out with jackson county uh built the explorer jctn brand then we worked mm. with uh we worked with monterey very soon after that wow. and uh helped them with their brand and you know, both of those counties and communities have have utilized that brand. So we we build the assets and kind of show them how to put them into motion. But they're the ones that are actually utilizing it. And you can see it on billboards, on shirts, on yeah, mugs. Yeah, it you can see it on their city vehicles in Monterey. It's everywhere. Um, and what's really cool about tourism is this is not, or anything that we do, this is not Tennessee Tech going into a community and saying, hey, we're Tennessee Tech, we got all the answers, because we don't have the answers. But what we do is we facilitate the answers. You've so we talk the with the community. Right. To facilitate. Exactly. So we actively listen to the communities, hear what their problems are, or what their challenges are, or where they want to be, and then we can put a plan into, into motion for that. So. We talked about entrepreneurs. We talked about tourism development. So moving forward, we started getting more and more grants to actually do research. So where Ooh. we're at, yeah. So where we're at now is, in addition to economic development, we're doing we're doing applied research. And what that means is, from an economic development perspective, we're literally doing research to create new knowledge, right? To find out what are the strategies that are going to help grow the Upper Cumberland, the West Tennessee, the East Tennessee, oh. the rural areas. And so we do a lot of research in that arena. We've got uh, numerous Ph.D. and master's students that uh, that, that we support and to help got, us do that. You've got skill, yeah. skill sets doing yes. some big-time yes. stuff. Yeah, so we do, uh, we do quantitative analysis, which basically means like we do surveys. Um, we do uh, advanced statistical analysis on big data sets. Um, we do economic impact analyses um, so we can figure out – uh, let's say, for example, a county mayor or a chamber wants to incentivize a business coming yeah. into their area, we can do an impact analysis for them and, and help them understand how to you know, develop that incentive package. Or we can figure out, well, what, and this is a, an actual study that's going on right now, is we're figuring out what was the economic impact of B-Rock on the town of Monterey. Oh. Oh. And so we've had a instead of these glittery generalities, right? Of chambers right. and economic right. use, right? We we can you get can you, quantify. we can literally quantify it and get you to the actual dollars and cents. Asking of it all. the public sector to invest in right. business parks or right. a new convention center yep. or yep. county uh, fairgrounds. Yep. That used to, yep. we didn't have. Yeah. And that's why we do it is because I kept having county mayors from across the state or chambers, and they would come to us and they would say, well, we really need an impact analysis. They'll say, we're sinking. I'm just just making these numbers up. But they'll say, for example, we're investing 20000 in taxpayer funds to uh, – to do Whatever. one of the things that you said earlier, they yeah. said, well, we need an economic impact analysis. It's going to cost us fifty grand to get That's it right. done. How does that even work? That's right. So we started offering that for free. And really, a county mayor, 
mm-hmm. doesn't need something two inches thick. No, talking, no. He just needs executive he, he summary. He needs a little bit, a little executive summary yep. to be able to yep. justify. Yep, exactly. What's the impact going to be? What's, What's the multiplier? What are the taxes yeah. implications? Yeah. That is correct. And that's what we provide to him. We do it all for free. And, and in return, what we want to do, and they ask us a lot of times, they say, well, you're giving me something that's worth $150,000 for free. What's the catch? I said, there's no catch. What I want to do is I want to create that executive summary, and I want to host it on Tech's website and show here's what we're doing, and here's the models that we're creating that can yeah. be replicated and scaled across the nation. I'm going to lob a softball to you. Is there anyone else in the state, public universities, doing maybe to the level to the level that we are doing here at Tennessee Tech? There, there are With not. With all – deference to our uh, of, of course of course and, and, a- and we we tech uh we always joke uh but it's serious economic in economic development purple and orange get along very well we collaborate with ut sure, always have. but you no, yeah, always, always have. Yeah. it's always been a very cordial yeah very very much so and that's same for mtsu etsu we we collaborate with all of them they send their people because we now serve the entire state UT, MTSU, APSU, they send referrals to us, Man. University of Memphis, because they don't have the competencies. That's not to say they're not doing anything wrong. Not, they don't have the – they're not funding to the right. level right. and have the history. Right, exactly. We do it. We do it well. They know that. And we, when we first started going statewide, I would call sure. the universities and I would say, hey, we're going to be in here. We're going to be doing tourism. We're going to economic impact, whatever it is. Just wanted to make sure we're not stepping on any toes if you all are already in this arena. And they said, no, 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 we'd, we'd love for somebody to be able to do that. So we give them a call when we go to these other places and we say, have a seat at the table. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we, we collaborate. But to answer your question, no, nobody's doing what we do because we've carved out that niche um, in economic development and and also applied research. So, you know, wow. you know that's, that's where we're at. And I guess the last thing I'll say before we talk about the future, which is actually a good segue into the future, is, is – um, through all the successes that we've had with Center for Rural Innovation, uh, back in uh, 2019, we, Tech, had just authored our, our new strategic plan called Tech Tomorrow. Um, yeah. And it called for the creation of a grand challenge, which in university terms yeah. means looking for a big, hairy, audacious goal and yeah. leveraging the university's assets to, to, to address that goal. So ours is called Rural Reimagined. And basically uh, what yeah. it does is it, it, it substantially extends the scope and the reach of the Center for Rural Innovation to include all of our faculty, all of our students with the opportunity to look at the rural areas of Tennessee and see how they can help. And I'll throw some numbers out at you. We've had um, over 900 projects since 2019. <laughs> oh. um, we have wow. brought in $26 million plus in research funding. Uh, through Rural Reimagine, but the biggest number that I'm most excited about, we've logged over 113,000 hours in volunteer and service learning. So this oh is gosh. students going and volunteering so this whole their time. Thing is just it's multiplying. It's bigger a, than we ever, ever yeah. thought, and it, it, it literally sells itself. You don't have to explain too much to students or faculty, hey, we want to help rural areas, and they're like, I'm in. Let me know what I can do. Yeah. That's all you got to do, and, and it has the grown you know, so much. Sometimes you have to be a little lucky. Uh, it's, well, what's going, of look, course. what's going on in our country, our yep. world, yep. with the urban, yep. the the flower off of ur- the challenges right. that our right. urban yeah. have places like yeah. our region yeah. are, are hopefully young people wanting to move and yes. go. And- the urban exodus is very real, and we we actually have a student that's been studying that. And um, that is, and yet yeah. you're close enough. Mm-hmm. You are. We are. A, I mean this. We are a suburb of Nashville, sure. Knoxville, yeah. Chattanooga. Yeah. Not literally, but right. 
you know, yep. you don't have to live there to yep. enjoy. Yep. And you're on the cutting edge of that. We are. And I think that's a good, uh, good opportunity to really kind of go into what the future looks like. So the future is, at least from my perspective, is, or, or you know, what we do at Tech, the future is Rural Reimagine. Um, we yes, didn't know how long it'd be around. We just gave it a try. But what Rural Reimagine does is it, it's so open and so flat in hierarchy is that it's not a bureaucratic thing. It's, it's more of a visionary. It's a leadership vision. And it's got a lot of, of tentacles. Exactly, so exactly. We say that we want to transform rural living through science, technology, innovation, and economic development. There's a way for you to find yourself into that. And then so wow. what we're looking at in the future, I'll not give too many specifics because the you know the uh, everything hasn't been signed, but what we're working on right now is some really big things. We're going to be starting um, a program uh, that's going to help our local governments across the state. Um, we are also looking and working with the Tennessee Department of uh, Tourist Development on uh, our next big research project that's going to basically tell us who's coming through the state of Tennessee, where are they going, what they do after, what kind of money are they spending. Uh, We're incredibly excited about that. So that's going to be in the near future. And uh, well, and I tell you what, George, I know we're coming up to time. And if you'd have me again, I'd love to follow up with what the future looks like on a next episode from a big visionary perspective. Oh, man, you just just threw threw the hook out there (laughs) for our audience. You know, I'm I'm very personally proud, proud for the chamber that we've had a – you know, for years, we've had a really good – it goes way back before me. This mm-hmm. is not about me, I promise you. But we've had a really great relationship with uh, Tennessee Department of Transportation, yep. Tennessee Department of Tourism, yep. uh, ECD, Economic oh, Development, yeah. and now it's bearing fruit. It is. And, uh, you know, we're not going to have to do a segment. We're going to have to do another program. Hey, I'll two, come Michael. on anytime. So uh, here with Michael, uh, we're here and uh, – Love uh, what you're doing. I was born a little bit too late, you know, to, to be able to be active. So we're uh, George Hoffer, Local Matters, and thank you again, uh, Michael, uh, for doing this.